Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joel as well. Sidney Crosby, at, at the age of 18, his rookie year, 102 points, sixth in the league overall. Not as good as, he, as he, your guy. He, he never, I like the Magic Johnson one. I ain't going to lie to you. That one's, Magic's that one's really good. good. Yeah, yeah, Magic's probably the best Just, one I heard. Was starting as a rookie at center, and the uh, you know is yeah in, and a team in, sport. in the finals his first his first year. Mm-hmm. There might be some others that you know we're leaving out here, but I mean, look, Mahomes is in that discussion if he wins. He, look, even if he loses, I still think he's in that discussion. Y'all said LeBron, right? We did, but he Black didn't titles he, early. Yeah, exactly. Not right. enough titles yeah. Early. early. Yeah, he didn't win for his start. No. He didn't win his first one until what, like two thousand until he Miami. was in the Heat. Yeah, like Kobe, it took a while too. He was, All those yeah. leaving years, for almost ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Too long, too long. Now, I mean, again, back. like, I mean, there's no denying the, the brilliance of LeBron yeah, James. Yeah, the individual accolades and everything yeah. else. I mean, Mike Tyson? Again, individual sport. Mm-hmm. Too individual, yeah. But if we're including those guys as well, yeah. you probably would. I mean, he was so yeah. dominant to start. Yeah, LeBron didn't win his Youngest first. heavyweight champion, I think, right? Or yep. is, I don't, does that still stand? I think it might. Right. I think yeah, it, I, I almost just think in those cases, like individual, you know, one-on-one, like it's almost like a whole different category. It is. You know? It is. It is. It is. Because of what we've discussed. Yeah. Like, but, you're, you're, yeah. And you're yourself in a lot of cases. But, yeah, I think, I think again, Mahomes, win or lose on Sunday, he's still there because he's already been to four Super he's Bowls. He's incredible. Terrific athlete. And you just, like, go back and you just watch, like, I, and, I, and I'll do this from time to time. Like, I'll go back and I'll watch old games. And I was like, oh, my God, like, the 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 the, the the awareness of this guy and his ability, his spatial awareness and his ability to get to a spot and, you know, somehow get exactly what he needs. And, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like, it's just you can't teach it. You can't coach it. It's just a gift from God what this man has. It really is. He's got some Magic Johnson in him. I don't know he if does. you've seen the basketball highlights. but He does. If you if you think Patrick Mahomes is, is not – as athletic as some other court dude, oh, dude is. Please, yeah. What, look at him on a basketball court. Apparently, that that high school dude he used to tear folks up. I, the Sports yes. Center did a story on it here recently, yes. so I saw some of that Terrific old high school athlete. tape. I mean, look, one of dude the most was, important plays in the Super Bowl last year was him running for thirty him, yards right. with a bum ankle. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the dude is a freak athlete. It's just, it's just a concerned. little weird waddle. Dude. He, he, I know what y'all he, he, trying he to get runs at weird. There, he runs weird, but but he's athletic. He's and to your point about the spatial and all that. A lot, you know, basketball. That sixth sense he's got, the, all the different, you know, the passing vision he's got. A lot of it's you exactly. can see it on the basketball court, and it it, it, it translates exactly right. Um, so anyway, it's, it was an interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I want me one. I want a guy. I want a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh well, yeah, for you my friend, you ask nicely, and he doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. Well, he, the guy that you're going to draft does want to be. He's like the diet. He's like the. Uh, well, he doesn't want to be it for us. It doesn't sound like you Mahomes know, I know zero. Brought, you talk about Caleb. Mm-hmm. He sounded like he wanted to do it for Washington. 
Well, for his home, yes. for his home franchise, where he's he, from. he can want it all he wants. What's he gonna do? If you, if the Chicago Bears draft, what's he gonna do? Not play? Get out of here, bro. Get get real. This ain't this ain't two thousand three anymore. Is that who Eli you want? Manning. You, is that who you want? I don't, Jason? I don't, I don't. It changes from day to day. Some days I say yes, just should put a you know gag him and, and draft him, and who cares what he mm-hmm. wants? Damn, gag he's him. A, what is he? Uh, that damn. Yeah, so he's not prison. His choice is a draft pick. You just yeah. come on. It's like we kidnap him. Whatever else, yeah. you got to come. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we're going to own your rights if we choose to. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, this, this ain't 2004. But then again, what do you, you want a prisoner in there? Somebody don't want to be there? Somebody Bro, may you, or may not have I, a chip on his shoulder? I want a guy that wants to be there, too. So that's why I'm talking about. Why does Eli want to go to San this. Diego? That was like a, you know, that was a decent situation. Wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't that I bad. at the time. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, at the time, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, well, was it? Chicago's it wasn't not like that. Gates and Tomlinson over there at the time, was it? I, was it not? I think it was, bro. Because who, who did Phillip Rivers throw to? Again, I don't know what the setup that was then. Maybe it was. Maybe you had both of them. I don't, not in the prime in the prime of their careers. I don't know if it was the again. Prime that of their that would have been an attractive situation. All right, let's. This has been o three, right? O three Chargers roster. Ladanian Tomlinson at twenty four. Antonio Gates at twenty three. So I mean, yeah, it was like, what are you not seeing, brother? Like, dude, he won two Super Bowls with the Giants. I know it worked out, but I'm just saying, like, why did you David Boston at twenty five? What did you not like about the Charter situation? Oh, Boston was okay, but I know, he, he but was not some star. Now the other he two, was coming got, off you, a year where he had 880 yards and seven tutties. Like I'm just saying, any quarterback could look at that and say, "Damn, this this is a up and coming unit right here." You know, I mean, Ladanian had 1600 freaking yards, 13 touchdowns. You know, I mean, Gates was as as a rookie. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like no, no, you making the case he made the wrong decision is ridiculous. I'm not saying he made the wrong decision. I'm just saying the fact that he looked at San Diego and thought it was like this. Again, they've never won anything. Untenable situation. You know, it was like that was stupid. That was just that was it worked out for him, but it wasn't like he wasn't nearly as it wasn't worth drawing your line in the sand and saying I'm not going there. Is what I'm saying. I would. Yeah, I, I, that's again, how I, I feel don't about the commanders. All the particulars about why he didn't want to be there. The commanders are a joke. That's the team I would not want to go to. But, again, it's new ownership. Well, they <laughs> they got rid of my man, Enemy, and now he ain't going to have no job. So no, I think you, that's a racist organization. Didn't y'all interview him? Uh, did we? Well, so I thought somebody did. Obviously, you didn't give it to him. You gave it to Getze. We gave it to Getze. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I would have rather had Enemy than Getze. I'll tell you that right now. For sure. Just for the, you know, for the culture. But we don't get that, do we? Well, I mean, the guy's been around some real true winning at the highest level. Right, we had to get the dude that's been around losing at the highest level. Bro's a professional loser. Oh, he's going to unlock Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's what that's what we need. Let's unlock the 34-year-old. Get him a quarterback. We'll see what he can do. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hopeful about that, my brother in Christ. Okay. I'm just not. I'm not hopeful we're going to have some, mm-hmm. you know, quarterback that's going to you know, compete. Dude, go you're going to get Russell Wilson at a great price. I mean, I would be – Because he's going to be, be out there and available for I can talk myself, very little. Just give me something I can talk myself into. That's all I ask. Yeah, yeah and you can talk yourself into him. I can do that. Yep. You know, he's corny as hell, but I can at least say, you know, he's got a new system. He's got a new whatever. He wants to get at the Broncos. Knows the AFC West inside and out. Yeah, never wins in, in, that, in that division, but he knows it. So, yes, I just want that's all we ever want in life, Jason. We all just want to be able to talk ourselves into getting through the day, you know. And I know for you, that's like I got a Friday night tonight. Uh, you know, my uh, wife and kid are gone. I can't wait to just stretch out and. Do whatever it is you do. My favorite seat on the couch, as I would say. What's the plan? What's the plan with a free night? Um, just freedom, flexibility, like we talked about with the Grizzlies. Do right. whatever I want to do. Right. You know, it's really just the right. all the options, yeah. having them. 
Yeah. Is what I enjoy the most. Yes. Not necessarily doing one thing or the other. It's just anything. It's the options and the freedom. Anything and everything is available yeah. to Old you. Old Smooth don't get many nights, you know, alone no, we at don't. home anymore. We don't. You probably don't either, especially that, and that'll get less and less oh, as your yeah. family gets bigger and bigger. So when when uh when Sam and Riley and Rita go to the store, it's like I I imagine that's what it felt like when you got the telegram that World War Two was over. That like we, we, we it's over, we we won. That's how I. That's how I. See, my guess is you, you talk this big game about you're going to take all this time off and go this paternity, but you're going to be running back to work. I might. I don't without, I, without, without that of that overpopulation going on at your home. Yeah. No, I was like, I, I, I'm like up to like the uh, I'm up to like the door, making sure they're driving out of the uh, driveway. Like you know, you would huddle around the radio to hear Eisenhower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, Frank. Yeah, like, is, is it is it is it true? Is it happening? Like, Whoo! Let's go! I got I got forty five minutes, baby. Yeah, so I you, got forty five minutes. You can feel me a little bit on. Oh, that. dude, you're gonna have a great night at Freedom. Man, put a put a pizza in the I oven. I might go out to Bartlett, and go see uh, Cooper Fly. I no, might. no, 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 don't don't do that, bro. I Why mean, not? Well, it's, it's, I, you need to I, have the, the options home, are there. The night at home, bro. That you could do that with CJ. You could do that anytime. You need to, you need to bask in the. You're in right because I'm always having to go to martial arts practice on Friday nights. Do something for I'm you. I'm always bro. locked. I'm always locked up in my chauffeur Watch chauffeur a, role. Well, you know what? This is what I would say. I would say I know you, I know you don't, I know you don't drink anymore, so that's off the table. Yes. But but you know, put a nice like a, a an expensive pizza in the oven. Get get a, get a gourmet. Don't give joint. me a good one after a the show. gourmet joint, bro. Put that what thing is, in is the that oven. A, what, what is that? What's a good? Because my wife just gets me the Kroger brought. Oh, uh, see, so no, what, we're past that. Like, what's your top of the line frozen pizza? I mean, I would definitely. I mean, I think DiGiorno is definitely at the top of that uh, list. Okay. You know, like it's really, still there. I know about DiGiorno. Yeah, I just like, want to make sure nothing new had come put in. Put that in the oven. You know what I'm saying? You want to go uh, however you want to go. You know, you can get as crazy with it as you want. I might eat that junk naked. Put on something racy. On TV, like no, a like a no, show, you're, like a you're show or a movie, it really not like weird. A, no, 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 not like that. But like that, yeah, that's unfortunate. But like that curses, you know, like The Wire or something, you know, and just really, you know, go back to that time, yeah, when it was just you. That's right. All about me. That's right. That's what's going to be tonight for a couple of hours. Uh, Josh Pastor going to join us at one twenty-five. We'll talk to him about Memphis college basketball and more. Stick around, Jason and John. I turn to fam ESPN. Picking up a great gift idea. Birthday, just because, or maybe just in the interest of improving at the sport of basketball, let's shoot 360. It's here in the Memphis area, and it is a game changer. We've been in there, and we've seen the technology for ourselves. And someday, my kids are going to be old enough. By the way, last night, Riley wanted to go outside and play basketball. So... I mean, she just, right. bro, she loved it. She was running around in circles. She was trying to get the ball. She wants me to lift her up and dunk on the goal. You know, she's. That's a beautiful thing. I'm starting. When, when the Tigers are on, this is actually the sweetest thing ever. She'll come in there and she'll say, go Tiger. Like she's, she's, she's getting into it, man. She's so ready. So I'm wondering. She's if, ready to play. Is it time to get that membership to Shoot 360? Improve your jump shot, passing, dribbling, everything at Shoot 360. That's vouched for. By NBA players, the best shooters in the world. 85 Market Center Drive in Cairo. Including our man, that is Young. Uh, he's an investor. Uh, he believes so much in this technology. He's one of the investors out at Shoot360. He recognizes he's going to have his kids who are now playing as well uh, on this technology. And it's not just the shot. They're going to have improved uh, physical development because they've got development coaches out there too. But the ball handling, the passing, all of it. Those huge interactive video boards, you're going to be able to mimic what you see, get real-time feedback. We call it the future of basketball training. The thing is, the future is happening right now. Just got to go out there and see it at Shoot360. Go see them at 85 Market Center Drive in Cairo. 
Right, we're back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Josh Pass are going to join us at 125 here in just a moment. We'll catch up with him about his burgeoning media career. You know, does he miss coaching? Does he think about coaching? You know, how does that? I I, I assume the answer is yes because he's a back. Like all that. It he, sounds like he's kept himself so busy. Maybe he doesn't. That's exactly right. And he's still around it, right? That's what. Mm-hmm. All, that's the dream. Is like, like when uh when it when it, when football players or basketball players retire, a lot of times they go into talking about basketball right. or coaching. Like it's one of the two. Easier you know? transition. Very there. Are, I guess there are some who just totally remove themselves from it. But seems like you know if you've been doing it for your whole life, you mm-hmm. know, even when starting when you were a kid. Which Josh has done, as we know, basically. He was doing the, you know, AAU thing at 16. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like. How early he, you know, how early he started. Yeah, like, it's probably all he's ever known. It is all he's ever known. So, uh, we will uh, we will talk to Josh about that uh, and some of his upcoming assignments uh, here on the show. Um, earlier today, we were talking a little bit, just briefly, uh, about Memphis. And we'll just kind of touch on that before we get to Josh. Uh, eighty four seventy seven. Is there anything we have not turned over about this game, Jason? Anything that we have not mentioned? Rebounding. I will say Penny did. Penny was very upset about. Like I could just kind of hear him huffing. He was talking about rebounding. He was like we we just don't rebound the ball. He's like it is what it is. We don't have guys that want to rebound the ball. Yeah, I had some. You know, I had obviously some 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 smart basketball people tell me. Well, last night was about the fact that Temple was shooting from three and you had a lot of long rebounds and that was a car. But to the point I made back to him, this has been an every every game thing. This has been an all-year thing where your bigs are not giving you enough. Just look at the averages, you know, of your, of your bigs. It's not where they need to be. And that goes, that's for Tomlin. It's for, I'm speaking of Tomlin, Dandridge, Jordan. You need more from them. Uh, absolutely right. There have been a ton of long rebounds this season. It's absolutely a commitment on the part of every one of your players. And that, to the point I was making too, you know, Losing Caleb Mills with his ability to grab long rebounds, we'd seen him at what seven rebound games, maybe even more this year. Doesn't help you either, but it makes it even more critical that you do this thing by a uh, you know by team, and it's not just uh, it's not just a deal where your guards are rebounding long rebound. No, your bigs have got to do a better job. And again, it, when when Penny is frustrated about it, this ain't saying as much the media telling you is is just what it needs to be. Yeah, no, it's, it's just facts. It is. And, you know, you're going to have Any of them over six? I don't think so. I didn't have them in front of me. But I don't, I yeah. Any of those guys average over six rebounds. Like, Tomlin should be better at well, on the board. I just, this is what I'm talking about. What, look at the UAB big that tore you up. Look at the South Florida big that tore you up. That wasn't about going and getting long rebounds. That was about being outworked. And far too much for a team that's got this much length and this as big. I mean, Malco's as big as a house and as cut as a house, probably as in shape as anybody in the country. That you you need to be getting more. There have been other bigs, and I would tell you, less talented that have torn you up just off of effort. And so, if they can get that dude, they should be a dominant team. It feels like from the athleticism standpoint, from the length standpoint, yep. on the glass, and certainly shouldn't be one where you're getting clobbered. Yeah. So again, I ain't saying it's all on those forwards, but. Yep. That right now is where the owner should be. Well, I'll, I'll be interested to talk to Josh about this, see if he thinks there's an easy way to, to fix it. And, I mean, Josh used to have some crazy-ass substitution patterns too. So we'll talk to him about, you know, empathizing here probably with Penny and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you try to – Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. ESPN. Josh Pastner is a college basketball analyst for the following organizations. Field of 68, ESPN, Peacock, former Memphis basketball coach, former Georgia Tech coach, former Houston Hoops coach, all-around great man, joins us now. What's up, coach? What's up, John? Good, good to have you. Good to be with you. And you forgot one, CBS Sports Network. I'm oh on my there gosh, well CBS Sports Network. You're exact, am, am, I jo- am I joining your show or are you joining mine at this point? You know, I, it's really... No, any- it's an honor to be with both of you guys. You know that anytime I get a chance to talk to you both, it's a true honor. Well, we had you on, uh, I don't know, probably in the middle of the summer or something like that. There was a reason. I, I can't remember what it was, but... We were talking about, you know, your media career. At that time, you had just, you know, uh, ended things with Georgia Tech, and you kind of, like, talked around it. But we could all kind of – we could all figure out where it was going. And now, as you mentioned, you have, you have, you have more jobs than I do. Um, and do you like it? Do you find yourself enjoying the media side of this? I've loved it. And I have – look, a couple things. Number one is um, I've loved every second of it. I have a I've always had great respect for the media, but I even have a greater uh, respect and a different outlook on it uh, than even when I was coaching. And I would tell you that, you know, um, you know, you guys have a job to do. And I see you guys, all of us, you know, me now, I'm in the media, have a job to do. And 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 when, you know, when you're coaching, I, and I rarely ever took things personal, but you know, you people, the new terminology now is you want to keep receipts or this or that. People to say those type of things, you know. Because they want to throw it back into the media's way when, when, when maybe they, you know, they don't agree with, uh, uh, you know, something about the performance. But I would say, look, it's the media's job to call balls and strikes. I really, being on this side of it, it's no one's taking anything, no one's taking any personal attacks. Obviously, you're, no one's cr- going to cross that line and make anything personal. But it is their responsibility um, to the fans and to their employers. Um, uh, you know, that they tell like it is. And if you're playing well, they're going to say you're playing well. If you're not playing well, it's their job to, to say they're not playing well. So I, I have a better understanding of that and an appreciation of it. Look, nobody likes to say you're not playing well and, or you're not coaching well or you haven't got enough good players, the team hasn't progressed under your leadership, or whatever may, we've all been encountered when you're coaching. Um, but I've learned – and you as when as coaches you know you take that personal you 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 don't you don't take it professionally you take it personally because mm. you you feel like it's a shot at your character when really sure. it's 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 talking about your performance of your job and so i've learned on being on this side that nobody in there is taking anything it's not a personal you don't have to agree with everything and yes. you can have back and forth banter but it's not personal, and that's the big thing. If I if I was to educate coaches now, being on this side, uh, on that one part of it. With that being said, though, it's still 
it's still hard, right? I mean, because coaching is a profession, I feel like, that it, it is professional, but it takes so much of you that it is personal. No, well, well, what I'm saying is it is yeah. a personal job. Because, it's not like an insult, but I'm just saying that's why you interpret it that way because I'm pouring every everything I have into doing well in this job, and you're and you're saying I can't do it. That that's correct, and 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 you're right, and 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 you're pouring everything into it. And most people, you know, majority of people pour everything into their jobs. It just ninety nine percent of jobs just not are not in a public forum. That's just the, the most of them are, are behind the scenes where everyone sees. But, the you know, most people are pouring everything they have into their jobs. So, you're, and that's a great point, John. I mean, you do take it, even though they might be criticizing the performance, people take it personal. Look, it's just like when you do with the players. You know, when I was coaching, you know, when you're coaching and you're getting on a, a student athlete, getting on a player, you know, you're just you're ta- you're, you're 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 talking and trying to correct their performance. They can take it personal that you're and and you know that's uh, they don't like that. They, you know, guys at times might not like that because they take it personal. So those are the type of things. But but you know, look, I mean, I still think coaching is one of the great professions, and it's and there's nothing like sports. People love sports, and and it gives p- people a chance to 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 have you know banter. Um, about their team that they love, and there's no and in college sports, as you guys know, people love their team, especially in Memphis. You know, I understand it. They love their basketball team there. They love basketball. They love the Tigers, and and people are passionate about it. What have you thought, Coach, from from watching from afar? What have you thought about this, this Memphis basketball season? And 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 I'll, I'll just tell you kind of what we've been saying here a little bit. John and I have had a hard time wrapping our heads around it because at one point. I mean, right, you shake off the, the Villanova and Ole Miss losses, you win 10 in a row, you rise up to number 10 in the country, and it really looks like, Coach, like a number 10 team ranked in the conference. I mean, they were playing that well, and then you see them get into conference play, and uh, yes, a couple of them are close, they find ways to win, but eventually the wheels sort of come off, they lose four straight, have found a way here to put together two in a row. Just what have you thought about the way this season has gone, and, and I guess what's, what's left of it for, for Memphis and, and sort of salvaging this at this point? Yeah, I think a couple things. I think a couple things on that. First of all, I think for Memphis, um, I think I, look they, the beginning of the year they started off so well, and there's no denying how good they were. Or you know, or when I get at middle stretch when they had won, you know, ten in a row, and and um, 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 and so I just thought they were. I thought they were absolutely terrific. And you look at some of their wins, John and Jason. They had high, big time, big time wins. I was in studio on Saturday, and, and in ESPN uh, this past Saturday. And Memphis, you know, Memphis was playing um, Wichita State, mm-hmm. and Memphis was down. And there's about six minutes to go, five minutes to go, four minutes. And I knew, and I, and I, and I told them there in the studio. I said, and it wasn't on air. I just told them off air. I said, man, I know exactly. I think I know if Penny's because I know how I would feel when I was coaching at Memphis. The pressure surrounding that game. You're, and you're like Wichita State. What's the pressure? Yep. I said, you don't understand. Being in that city, like you, like they've just lost a couple in, the, in a row. Like, it, like it will be a complete. There'll be a lot of criticism and, and you know you know and a lot of intensity if they don't win this game. And I said I, I know I said 
I don't care how much money or success Penny has had in the NBA and everything else, and and like I know what he's feeling in his stomach. And David Jones made some incredible plays that probably saved the season right there because, you know, you lose against Wichita State, nothing against Wichita State. I think Paul Mills is a good coach, and they're going to get it going, but this year they're just their metrics, are they're, they're not winning. So Memphis could not afford that based on considering what happened on their previous losses. They had to win that game, and David Jones saved the season there with a couple of the shots late in, the, in that game, obviously. And I think that saved the season. Now, what I would tell you is I don't think Memphis is – out of the woods. They, they took care of business yesterday right. versus Temple. They had to do that. and and But they're still on the outside looking in. Now, because of the way Virginia's playing now, like that's now looked at as a big time. I mean, that changes the dynamics of the way they're playing. Uh, you're Clemson, they beat Clemson. You know, I mean, that's looked at as a different win now. And so, as those type of teams get going, Memphis just, they, they, they're going to have to win... They've got to take care of business who they've got to take care of business. They need to probably get on a hot streak. But they are a dangerous team. There's no denying it. And I'm a fan of Penny. I think Penny's done a great job. I, 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 I know things have not been, you know, I, and again, I'm not there, but I think with Tomlin, who's very talented, and he had a big game last night, I wonder if when he came in at mid-year, did that, you know, was there chemistry? Did it did it work? Was there some things that that maybe you know got him off a of rhythm on the rhythm that they were in? I don't know. Tom was a heck of a player. Right. I'm just saying in basketball, such with momentum and everything, they had such great momentum. Now, obviously, they lost Caleb Mills to injury. Does that affect things? Mm-hmm. You know, I thought last night Penny played less guys. He didn't play as many guys as he has in the past. You know, so. Look, Penny's, Penny will have it figured out. I still think they're a dangerous team. If they can get in the tournament, they've got, they're, they're an older group. They're talented. They're just going to have to get on a hot streak here to kind of make up for that, 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 that stretch over the last you know, kind of two weeks prior to the, these last two games. We're talking to Josh Pastor, uh, college basketball analyst. CBS do you guys Sports. agree on? Do you guys agree on that assessment? Again? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm I mean, just... I, I, I do. Of course, we do. I mean, they have the talent. It's just the it's it's getting in now. It, exactly. It's, 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 it's putting together stacking enough wins that you get in. And, yeah, right? and, so you can be and and, dangerous. The, and and the follow is you know your most successful regular season far and away because you know you I think there is there should be a little bit of empathy for Penny from you because as someone who when he was at Memphis had some crazy ass substitution patterns in his day no one should relate to this more but your but your most successful regular season was 13-14 when you're only playing seven guys like that's not a coincidence is it no I I, look you don't and again, every coach does it differently. I, like Leonard Hamilton at Florida State plays 10, 11, 12 guys. And well, he's like, what, to make f- it. Uh, 10 games under 500? I mean, he well, stinks. I, well, you, you look over the course of his career, he's been pretty successful. I, yes, he's, he's a little up and down this year, but, but over the course, he's been very successful. And Penny's been very successful. You look at the level that he's recruited at, and, and that's my, this is what I would say. He's recruited at such a high level. I mean, I, I actually think... And, and I don't know if you guys would agree with me in this. I think Penny Hardaway has recruited a higher level than Coach Calipari at when, while he's at Memphis, while Coach Cal was at Memphis. That didn't mean that Coach Coach Cal recruited great players, but and obviously he 
their team and the job that he done is, it speaks for itself. I, at some point, I think. Well, you you recruited better than Cal. If we're going to go that route, I mean, you're... Well, no, but 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 no, but 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 let me say this. And I do think eventually there needs to be a statue built of John Calipari. You know, they they put a statue of Nick Saban. They'll, they'll eventually put a statue of Nick not Saban. Not in Memphis, man. Hey, Come on, they they need, not in Memphis. Can't do it here. At some right? point, yeah. at some point, they need to do that. I, I really believe the success that he had. He should. They should build a statue. I see how that's anyway. Let me <laughs> just say crazy. this. I think. I do think Penny has has recruited better than anyone. At, you look at the the accumulation of the, the level of all star talent that he's gotten. So I would say in Penny's defense, it's not as easy not to play all those guys because when you're you're signing those guys, I mean it's hard not to play them. And so if 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 anything, Penny might want to say, Hey, do I want to? You know, ten, eleven. These maybe I just need seven or eight. But when you get you start getting ten or eleven, you want to play everybody. It's not as easy not to play everybody because right. you have. It's just hard when you're getting that type of talent that Penny's getting, and and um, so that's where I think in defense of Penny, where it makes it where where it's just a it's a tougher deal because he's recruiting at such. I mean, he's he's at the same level of recruiting of the Dukes and the Carolinas when when Penny Hardaway and Memphis walk into a to an elite prospect. I mean, they can beat anybody. Kansas, Duke, Kentucky—it doesn't matter. They're at that level recruiting. So, but I understand, you know, fans, media—they're going to want to see it, you know, trans—you know, translate onto the floor with with deep runs. Um, this one's a little bit off the beaten path, but I'm so curious in terms of what your advice to him would be. He was one, at one time signed to come to Memphis. We've seen what happened with Mikey Williams and the off the court stuff. Uh, right where again Memphis has got him in there. Actually, they Memphis was prepared to. Uh, it looked like wait, and then admit him the next year. But Mikey wanted to get the career going. You know, obviously commits to 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 what UCF and and for now uh, not going to play. I'm just curious, coach. You know, a guy that's been around high level talent. What you would advise a Mikey Williams to do? It feels like it's all being wasted right now. Yeah, I mean, look, he's got obviously a lot of you know. I guess he got you know the legal stuff. He is very talented. Um, he's a high level, of, you know, basketball player. Uh, but you know, I, you got all that stuff kind of, you know, on your shoulders with the legal issues. You, you know, you want to get that kind of behind you. But I, my advice is, he needs to play. And if I was advising him, get somewhere where he's going to play. So if, if it's Central Florida or wherever, just getting on the floor is the whole entire deal. I mean, just getting out there and playing is is what he's got to do because as each year goes by and he doesn't play, yep. it, it 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 really sets him back for as in terms of a, it, which his eventual goal is to be a pro. Uh, you know, he's not getting seen and he's losing, you know, some of the luster the the, oh, the, the luster of the of that. So I think whatever he's got to do, I don't care if it's even a small division one, division two, he's got to play. Playing is the whole thing. Getting on the floor and getting going because. You'll start getting rusty and not having that game experience, and you really set yourself behind. Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, now tell me, guys, why? Why? I I really and I say this, like, like I, I do think they should be. And I know people are upset at Coach Cal when he left to Kentucky. Yeah, they're, they're not building a statue of John Calipari in Memphis. Are you crazy? Are you I insane? don't see why not. I mean, why? Jason, do you disagree, Jason? Well, I mean, he the coach, he, he lost in the championship game. It'd be different if he'd won the thing. And then you got to take into account the way he left, man. You know what I'm saying? How you come build it. And how folks you come felt build about it. it. You come build it with well, your own hands, and we can have it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, well, listen, and I will say this also with, with, with Coach Hardaway, with Penny. Um, the, the other thing is 
is there's you know, and I know people, you know, I don't know exactly their shooter not shooting numbers off, but, and I know during that stretch they weren't shooting well. But defensively, his teams have always been really, really good defensively. And when you look at teams that guard, that play really good defense, you know, that's a direct reflection on the coach because defense is about effort. Um, and I know, look, when I was there at Memphis, people would get on me about different things here and there, but I always was – you know, I always made sure we noted about our assist on made field goals and the way we shared the ball, but also how we defended and rebounded. We were always in a high level on that because I thought that was always a, a direct reflection on how hard you played. And tennis teams play hard. I mean, those guys defend defensively. They're hard to score on, which is a credit to, to, to Penny and, and him having his guys always playing hard. I know there's been some tough losses. Uh, that Those are not easy. I get it. But they're the type of team that can turn it around quickly, and if they turn it around, get on a lot of wins, get into the tournament, they can make a deep run. All right, last thing. Uh, I, I My sons do any day now, as you know, uh, and his name is Dominic. Not named after Dominic Woodson or Dominic McGee, but of the two Dominics that you recruited at Memphis, who uh, whose recruitment was wilder, McGee or Woodson? Well, w- w- probably w- Woodson because – and, and – and, you know, Woodson had some stuff, if you remember, like Jason was just talking about Mikey Williams. I mean, Dominic had some stuff, but yes. I believed in giving guys second chances, third chances. Um, and so Dominic, and he, as big of a guy that he was, he was, he was as sweet of a young man as, as you could imagine. And he was talented in some areas. Um, he was really talented. His whole thing was he just needed to get in shape. Exactly right. In, I, I'll never forget me. there was one game where he went coast to coast. And that was yep. the last time we saw him. Uh, and I, I, that was it. <laughs> that was his career. <laughs> you know, listen, you know, and I've said this, guys. I've said this publicly. I, when I look back at my seven years as a head coach at Memphis, I loved it. I went, if I knew what I knew now, as, and I know that's just, we, we all could say that in life, if we knew what we knew now going back the years. But I, I, there's things I wish I knew now as in terms of, like, some things offensively that, I, that, I, that I've, just had such strong convictions on offensively and a couple things. I wish I would, if I could go back, as much as we won, I really think, you know, I, a couple of our teams would have had a real shot of, of, of going to the Final Four and making deep runs and winning more games in the, in the early part of the non-conference schedule. And, you know, and, and so, you know, as much as I, I think about that, at, 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 you know, a lot of times, and, again, we did a lot of good but I think there are some chances there. I mean, look, to go eight, you know, you talk, you know, to go undefeated in a, in a league is in a, in a in a conference is 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 so hard to do to win true home and road games, then win the conference tournament. So there's a lot of good that we did, but I think we could even take it to another level if I knew what I knew today on a couple things that I think would even made our team that much better. But that's part of. Of, of growing and learning as well, too. How close were you to hiring Sanderson there at the end, Coach? Remember that whole, oh, Josh got to get an X's and O's guy. And I, and I was reminded the other day, I was talking, because I've kind of I've characterized it. So, man, Josh was just stubborn, man. He wouldn't go get that X's and O's guy because he wanted to prove that Coggins, he didn't need it, right, that Coggins was wrong. Who Everybody else, all, the whole town was saying it, Coach. But it was brought up to me that you did have Sanderson in there all around that program there, Leighton, that you were thinking about doing it with him. And that you know, then at that point, Keelan had to come in. So, were you close? Was well, Sanderson going to be the I, guy? Was I that? Mean, is I, that... Was, I mean, 
listen, with all due respect, I mean, I, I, I mean, you look, Jeff, Jeff, and who, who I, it wasn't who just I Jeff. I just used him because no, he would write. Right? There's a lot, the there's a lot city. of people. I mean, right. there's a lot of you know, the whole entire city, and right. so, uh, and probably you know, Jeff and I would talk about it more in a public way, but. Um, um, you know, I was, and I thought Coach Sanderson was a really good coach. He did a really good job at Lipscomb. You know, I, I was thinking more of it at the time um, of I, I was considering Coach Sanderson and and, and 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 some others as well too. It was just more at the time that you know I, I really put a lot of emphasis on the recruiting aspect. Had a chance, and I and, and Keelan, who's a friend, and and. And and so and Keelan was a was a good basketball well, and coach. got you coach. more more players than maybe some other of your assistants did too. No, I'd no, say he, on Keelan, he, he, I mean, you he, had to make got, that higher. I mean, I mean, those two his two boys were outstanding. I wish I got to continue to stay with with them and and because those two, his two boys, you know, KJ and Diedrich were, were outstanding pa- basketball players. And I didn't get a real chance with KJ because his foot was hurting all the time. That's and right. and Diedrich Diedrich was a stud. So yeah. I would have liked to have had a chance to stay with those guys another year. Or two, because who knows what would have happened? Because we had Charlie Moore coming in, we, you know, Markel Crawford back. We had a good. I, I really liked our group. There was a guy or two we would have gotten in the spring as well too. Uh, and then obviously the Georgia Tech job opened, and I just thought it was the right time. Uh, that all being said, um, I, I you know I appreciate everyone that worked for me there because you know we were all in it together. And and like I said, it was it was a. It's, it's, I, I loved. I, I really loved my time, and if I there were some things I would have liked to have done better. If I knew what I knew now, I you know on the court with some things offensively, maybe that would have even made us much more even dangerous and much like I said, have won more games than we did. And you know, but we won a lot. But that's just part of as you look back and continue to grow, you you, you see well, some of those things. So happily, if I get another head job, I'll keep. I'll be hopefully continue to be better than than I was in my last two stops. Let's hope so. No, I'm just kidding, Josh. You're the best. You're the best, man. Hey. You know how we feel about hey, you, brother. I'm in the media now. You, I want to, you, I can, you know, it's okay. I don't take it personal. I've got a, I don't take it personal anymore. He doesn't take it personal anymore. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate catching Good up man, as always. Brother. Man, have a great weekend. Appreciate you, Coach. You guys are the best. I appreciate you guys. Good luck with your wife, John. I, 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 make sure you're right there. And don't let don't let your son come out on Super Bowl Sunday. you got to be able to watch the game. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like doing rain dances. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. do it. Don't do yeah. it, DJ. Stay on in there, brother. It's warm. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you, Coach. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, bye-bye. Yep. Yeah, Josh Passender, uh, Phil 68, CBS Sports, ESPN, Peacock. He's everywhere. Bro's everywhere. He's probably making as much as he's making coaching with all these different jobs. So that's why he's like, he's just... Doodly doodly doodly. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's like, hey, it's kind of nice on this side, huh? Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll come back, wrap this up on a Friday. Jason and John, I'm trying to have ESPN. Gonna do it for us today. Uh, thanks, of course, to Josh Pastor for joining us on the show. I hope everybody has a fun weekend. Yes. Get your props Good in. Good luck. Uh, Good luck to all betters. Adam Chernoff from Red Angle Sports. He has three that he said he likes. Under 13 and a half, Brock Purdy rushing yards. Under 16 and a half, Isaiah Pacheco rushing attempts, and then over eight and a half tackles and assists for Nick Bolton. Okay, those are specific. That's what he likes. So get you out of here, hopefully, on a winning note. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Gene, I know Jeffrey up next. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.